Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to Sports Day WA with Peter Vlaas on this Thursday. Really getting excited about Saturday. 4.30, the first ball to be bowled. It will be the decider. Uh, of course, in uh, real terms, as we know it, the grand final in BBL 12. And, of course, the Perth Scorchers uh, will take on the winner of tonight's match, currently underway between the Brisbane Heat and also the Sydney Sixers. I read an interesting article, actually, in the Australian newspaper this morning, and it gave me the idea to maybe invite this gentleman to actually join us on the show to explain about BBL 12 uh, and where it's going after what's been a bit of a revival this summer. I'm talking about Alastair Dobson. He's the uh, BBL general manager. Alistair, thanks for joining us on the program. G'day, Peter. Great to chat. We love the Big Bash here in Perth, Western Australia, as uh, the Scorchers head for their fifth possible title-winning performance. Yeah, it's, it's phenomenal. It's been an amazing season. Um, it's shaping up as one of the great ends to a, to a BBL season of all time with a pretty much a sold-out crowd at Optus Stadium for, for Saturday afternoon into Saturday night. And it's, uh, yeah, we're, we're really excited to putting putting such a finishing touch on, on what's been a great season. It has been a great season. Why has it bounced back? Because there were some concerns over the last two or three summers that the competition had plateaued a bit. Why do you think it's come back so strongly this summer? Yeah, it's, it's never just one thing, obviously. I think, first and foremost, obviously, getting away from all those restrictions that we've had from a COVID perspective, in the past couple of seasons and players being able to travel freely and enjoy the Australian summer while they're playing the competition and obviously fans being able to connect with players has played a big role. I think I think our clubs have really leant into the, 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 that first season post-COVID and the events they're putting on, lots of live music and lots of fans and kids in the, in the grounds. And then I think our broadcasters have done a phenomenal job of, of going to the next level again with players on the microphone and, and the promotion and coverage. So it's not, not one thing, it's lots of little things. And they, they all seem to have gone our way. And I think underpinning that has been just phenomenal cricket. You know, we've had five of the all-time seven highest scores this season. We've had almost a record number of close matches and it just seems like there's something every night that, that comes out of it and it's been a bit of everything, really. What was interesting in the article this morning written by Ben Horn is the fact that reportedly BBL organisers are just feeling a bit more uncomfortable. In fact, if the Perth Scorchers do take it out, the decider, on Saturday, it'll be five titles. We know the Sydney Sixers have had three titles. That's eight out of 12 to two franchise. And one thing that they're a bit worried about is the fact that there is not enough equalisation amongst all the franchise. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, I wouldn't have used the word un- un- uncomfortable that you've done. I think it's it's a, an absolute credit to, to the Sixers and the Scorchers for their history in the competition. They're great teams, well-coached, great culture and depth in the team. So first and foremost, they, they should be congratulated on their, on their history and, and performance again this year. Uh, but it's always a factor when you when you're running a league and, you, and you're trying to create a competition that's even and unpredictable that you want every team to be able to win it from one year to the next. And I think um, that's that's always at the heart of a of a competitive league, one that generates lots of fan interest. So I think that that's always a factor that you review. And whether there's rules in the in place around contracting, and we have a salary cap, and we have have 
various mechanisms in place. And I think it's incumbent on the league to always be having one eye on making sure that, that the competition's set up for success. It's interesting also in that article, and you made comment about it, that maybe the Perth Scorcher success has become the BBL's biggest headache. But you've just, of course, answered that by saying uh, it's been uh, a credit to uh, how the Perth Scorchers have been there around the place most seasons. Yeah, and no, I think it's, it's, in, it's incumbent on every other club to aspire to be like the Perth Scorchers, and whether that's in their recruiting, in their, in their coaching, and in, in, the, in the way they build their club. So I would... Rather than trying to suggest it was a problem, I think it's an aspiration that every club should should look to, and they do. And every club has great leadership around them, and and hopefully next year we see eight really competitive teams. Like generally we have this year, I think. You know, we were out here tonight watching the Brisbane Heat play the Sixers, and they've largely come from nowhere after a, a relatively slow start to the season. So I think the BBL always is, is unpredictable, but it's it's always a factor that you want to make sure that everything's set up so that that remains the case. It's been a great competition. I've thoroughly enjoyed broadcasting it here in the West with uh, Brad Hogg. But saying that, as we know, Labashane, Kawaja, Renshaw and others are unavailable for the Brisbane Heat tonight. And then we've got the Sixers, no Steve Smith if they get through on Saturday. And the Scorchers have lost Lance Morris and Ashton Agar. Now, next year, reportedly, there will be Test Cricket in the month of January. Is that going to be a constant headache in relation to BBL organisers to make sure they can maximise the talent? Yeah, again, I wouldn't use the word headache. I think it's, it's been the case for the BBL in its 12-year history that it works in and around the, 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 the Australian summer of international cricket and players are available accordingly. We've had a, a pretty good run this year, particularly after those. Uh, there were there were some originally some uh, ODIs against South Africa scheduled that, that were that were cancelled in the end, and, and that freed the players up this year. And, and next year is a little bit more uh, problematic, I guess, with with Test matches going right throughout January. But for for a large part of the next FTP over the next six or seven years, we'll have summers similar to this. And so next year just means. Yeah, you know, we, we forget that we've had players like Glenn Maxwell and Mitch Marsh and others that haven't haven't played much this competition and, and the overseas players we hope to be able to keep for longer. So the mix of players that draw the crowds and play great cricket does change a little bit from year to year and this year we've been you know, wrapped to see those Australian players come back in and play a role and next year it might look a bit different but equally as exciting. What does your research tell you? Is it the overseas players that draw the crowds or the interest or is it more the locally produced players like Steve Smith, like Mitch Marsh that you mentioned that hasn't had an appearance in BBL 12 uh, or do we focus on the Australian talent because they are still a bigger drawcard, if not as much a drawcard as some of the big names coming from overseas? Yeah, I think again, it's it's never one or the other. It's a balance. I think at the end of the day, kids and kids around Australia aspire to be like the heroes, and their heroes are generally Australian players that they see day in day out, and whether that's players from the Test team or, or perhaps some of our more white ball BBL stars like like Glenn Maxwell and, and and Mitch Marsh. So, but at the end of the day, the overseas players still bring a little bit of X factor with, you know, I guess a few rock stars that come and, and do their thing, and then some unique talents that bring bring some some specialty to the competition. So, you know, I think at the end of the day, kids love seeing their own heroes from their own from their own backyard. And uh, and again, BBL's known for that, and equally has unearthed some heroes. We've seen some players this year that perhaps weren't weren't household names, but but are quickly becoming so. And that's the other part of the BBL that we're always really mindful of. Whether it's you know the, the couple of the players from the Brisbane Heat tonight that perhaps a few weeks ago no one had ever heard of, and now they're they're rock stars in their own right. So it's it's all a mix. 
Alistair, when you look at the uh, T20 competition, it's now flourishing around cricket nations around the world. And we've seen some players having to leave the BBL, like, you know, Faf Duplessis, certainly from the Scorchers, go to South Africa and play in that competition. You know, Stoinis and Lynn have gone to the Middle East. Is that always a concern and the fact that the BBL needs to remain attractive because there's so many T20 leagues around the planet? Yeah, it's a really competitive environment. I think the dynamics of world cricket have shifted markedly in the last couple of years and, and the BBL has to remain competitive and it's a key focus for us, whether it's working with the players on on a new MOU around salary caps and, and contracting or the way we, we engage and contract overseas players like through an overseas player draft. So, you know, I think it's, it's absolutely competitive, I think. But time and money do play a role in terms of their schedule, but equally we hear a lot from the overseas players in particular that coming to Australia and playing the BBL still remains at the top of their list because of the, the stadiums they play in and the crowds they play in front of and, and the environment they're in. So it's, um, it's, it's a mix of all those things. But, yeah, it's, it's from back in the early days of the BBL, perhaps when it was really just the Big Bash and, and the IPL around the world. Now there's so many more options and it's a really competitive environment, which which keeps us on our toes. So let's look ahead now to Saturday. 4.30, it gets underway here at Optus Stadium. What's the whole package going to look like apart from the game? Well, I, I think, you know, everyone in Perth knows what Optus Stadium's like when it's full and rocking and whether it's a, a cricket game or a footy game or, or any other event. So I think that's, those of us that are lucky enough to be able to go, we're really excited about seeing a passionate Scorchers crowd um, you know, in front of, you know, playing, in, you're watching their favourite team play and, 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 and go for another title. So I think you put all that together and it's going to be a pretty exciting, pretty exciting day um, uh, of action and a great way to finish the BBL season. Mm. And saying that, I know that a new uh, television deal has been done. The BBL going forward will be a fraction shorter in relation to the amount of games that are being played. And you think that'll only enhance the competition? Yeah, absolutely. We've heard <clears throat> loud and clear from players and, and clubs and those and, and fans in particular that that it's perhaps a few too many games in the last couple of years. It was when we expanded to 56 games five or six years ago, it was the right thing at the time. But we've just spoken about the, the changing nature of global cricket and the and the need for the BBL to continue to adapt. So, yeah, we'll go back to 40 games, which is 10 games per team, five home games. So, um, yeah, slightly more, more con- condensed season, um, but lots of great opportunities for fans to come and and pack the stadiums at the same time. We've got two teams in Melbourne. We've got two teams in Sydney. Perth Scorchers could make it five out of 12 uh, titles. Is there the possibility down the track for a second team out of Western Australia, maybe a second team out of Adelaide? Is that likely to happen, do you think? It it, it comes up from time to time. I'd have to say that the the eight teams we've got now, if you do still feel like the right mix, and there's eight strong clubs and strong brands in their market, it's not necessarily on our agenda right now to be expanding the competition um, but you know as I said a minute ago the, the BBL's never rest on its laurel so who knows what the future might hold. Okay good on you Alistair thanks for joining us by the way you're making the trip west? Yeah I am I can't wait it's going to be as I said it's going to be a massive day. Okay bring your sunscreen and a big hat because it's going to be pretty hot let me tell you thanks for joining so us. So yeah anytime thanks a lot. Good on you. Alistair Dobson there, the general manager of the Big Bash League uh, heading to Perth on Saturday. I thought I'd throw the question regarding a second franchise out of Western Australia, uh, maybe uh, to challenge the Perth Scorchers. Not on the radar at the moment. I'm just wondering if it will materialise. Because to be fair, okay, the Sydney Sixers have been pretty good. The Thunder have been hit and miss. The Stars have been poor because they've promised so much. 
And the Renegades up until this season have been fairly poor. So the populous cities in Australia haven't exactly delivered outside, as we know, the Sydney Sixers who have won three titles. We'll keep you up to date with that match currently underway between the Sixers and the Heat and the winners, of course, winding their way west to take on the Scorchers on Saturday. We'll take a break. You're listening to Sports Day with Peter Vlahos here on SEN.